0: because someone forgot to press record. Oh my god. We
1: recorded like
0: 30 minutes of content. Bro. We wasn't
1: recording we went, we,
0: got, we went through three questions and he's like, babe. I forgot to press record. What the fuck? I literally asked you if we were ready to start.
1: Aren't you glad I didn't check at the end? <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back
0: to Trip to the Doctors. I'm your host, Angela.
1: And I'm your host, Ray.
0: And he epically fucked up. <laughs> again. And today, today we are going to answer some of your guys' burning questions about academ- academics. Whatever it is that you asked, we chose our, the top questions, and we're going to answer them for you today. Again.
1: It's even better the second time.
0: <laughs> Are you sure?
1: 100% be, sure.
0: At least you With know, at least we're all, at least I was going to say at least for more liquored ups. The, <laughs> the second round. More, yeah. <laughs>
1: you you've been babysitting that one can.
0: You know what? I'm talking. At least I'm talking.
1: I'm talking too. Damn. And we are recording.
0: You you sure about that? Are we positive? Yeah. All right, you guys. We'll find out. <laughs> Anyways, let's get going, okay? Number one, again, I'm gonna give you so much tip for this. What inspired you guys to do PhDs? Tell me again what inspired you to do PhD.
1: It's (laughs) it's funny because I've told you the story at least like four or five, three or four (sighs) times before this. Yeah. Because we did the Q and A episode before.
0: Yeah, you guys. um, This
1: is like the fourth Q and A episode.
0: Yeah, and we're, you know, we're working to also work out bugs, and we're learning as we go, so... Yeah. Hopefully things will get better as we go along. Hopefully Audio this podcast body. sounds
1: so much better than the first one. Yeah. Hopefully. I think Anyways. it will. I think it will. Anyways, why did I get into the PhD? Yeah, why did you? I, when I was an undergrad, or mm. actually, let's throw it way back. Oh. When I was in childhood. Yeah. Oh. I had, Childhood. I had the most Hispanic mother ever. She was the most Brazilian woman I've ever met. And she, she still is. She's, she's a child of the 60s. And these people love education. They push education. And that's what my mom did. She said, you should get as much education as you want or as you need. And that's what you should do. Because you should not be cleaning McDonald's floors. That's what she said. That's what she would say. And so I always had this like ideology growing up that I need to do school to be successful. And when I got to my four-year institution, I was in this research program. They recruited a certain uh, amount of people and they basically throw you into the world of research. And introduce you what it is. And they introduced me to the PhD. And they recruit you to these PhD programs. Yeah. And, and they say, they told me when they introduced the topic that, I, that doing a PhD in STEM is completely free. They pay for your tuition. They pay for your um, like lifestyle. They give you a salary. It's basically a job. But yeah. you're in school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, more school? That's, that's for me. I need to do that to be successful. And so I pretty much dedicated my whole undergrad to getting into PhD programs.
0: Gotta love it.
1: I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. I'm okay with where I'm at.
0: Hopefully, hopefully we'll love it after we graduate and have a real job. But yeah, yeah, for now.
1: Money is great.
0: Yeah, my story is a little similar, similar, but different. So I got interested in a Ph.D. Well, the first time I heard of a Ph.D. was actually in my first ever chemistry class in undergrad. I was an undecided major, but I think, but I knew I was going to go into something chemistry-ish related because I was a science nerd. And so I was in Chem One Hundred, which is like the pre-chemistry, and uh, and my professor for that class dr kaiser shout out dr kaiser she's this cute little quirky girl who just absolutely loves chemistry like she ran the chemistry and biochemistry club and like would you know basically plan all these experiments for little kids that we would do anyways
1: shout out kaiser
0: yeah she's amazing um very wholesome <laughs> Uh, And on the first day of that class, she gave a presentation on what you can do with a chemistry degree. And she went into detail about, like, what you can do with a, a bachelor's, a master's, and a PhD in chemistry. And, you know, obviously when she got to the PhD part, she was like, oh, if, you're, if research as a career is something that you want to do, which is something that in my head I wanted to do, um, then, you know, a PhD might be for you. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is a PhD? You know? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, PhD might be for me. But that's really all that I knew about a PhD. I didn't know anything about how to do, how to get into it, what you needed to apply, blah, blah, blah. After my first year, I I guess I had a good enough GPA to where I got a letter in the mail from this research program similar to, like, the program that, did you mention it? Yeah. On this round? <laughs>
1: Did I? I
0: don't remember. <laughs> similar, whatever. So research program.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I did mention. Okay, that. so yeah. similar
0: to the research program that you mentioned, um, where they train you to go into graduate school. I got a letter from them saying, like, based on your GPA and your major, you qualify for this research program where you can get paid to do undergraduate research. And first, I thought it was fake because anything that's like you can make money, I'm like, bitch. I'm not that gullible, okay? But they had like an information session, so I was like, let me check it out, see if it's real. And I went to this information session, it was a bunch of students talking about how, you know, the program's done X, Y, Z for them, and this is what it's about. So that's what I did, I applied to this program, went through this whole to, through this whole interview process, and got into this program and started doing research. And I really, I really liked research. And the whole program was geared into basically getting you to go to Ph.D. And so that's sort of how I went into Ph.D. After that, I sort of like went with the flow, you know, especially because Dr. Zavallo, who is the director of that program, um, she's an amazing person. She does a lot for like the scientific community in general and for minority uh, students. And so I was like, I don't want to ruin her statistics. I want to be the one that goes to PhD and finishes. Like, I'm not going to be one of those people who fucks up her statistics and then she can't get the grant for this program refunded. So I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And that's sort of how I went into PhD. There you go. Yeah. All right. Next question.
1: Yeah, let's
0: go. Next question. Can you take vacations while getting your PhD or is that something you should do before?
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, you can definitely get your vacation time in while you're in a PhD. You know, like we mentioned before, the PhD is pretty much a job. So you get your living expenses paid for and you have a base salary. It's not so high for a STEM major, but you get some money and you're able to allocate that to going wherever you want. And you also get vacation time uh, a year. Depending on, you know, this is things you work out with your PI, but you should be getting some vacation time.
0: Yeah, um, I would say if you want to take time before your PhD to travel, do that for sure because you're gonna be working a lot for the next four, or five plus years. But if you wanna travel before your PhD because you think that you can't travel during your PhD, then that is a lie, because you certainly can. You're gonna to go to conferences, that's a chance to travel. You should be, you should, you know, legally have vacation time, and that's your chance to travel. Also, the more like understanding that your PI is, the more work that you get done, during the times that you are working, the better chances you can have of getting more vacation time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, last year, I feel like I had a lot of vacation time. Like, I went to Greece for a week, and then I went to Germany for another week, and then I went to California for a, a recruitment event, and then I went to Chicago for a conference. We went to California. And then we went to California to visit my family for a week
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to visit some friends in, in San Francisco. Like, I traveled a lot last year, but I feel like I was able to do that because I got a significant amount of work done, the, like, the months between all of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can't be, like, a bum PhD student and, like, ask Ex- for two weeks off.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't expect to get benefits. Yeah. Basically.
1: Yeah. Let's move on. So the
0: that. answer is yes. All right, next question. <clears throat> how do you recommend budgeting on a PhD salary? Do you personally find it difficult?
1: Well, I don't budget at all. So.
0: Neither do I.
1: Yeah, I'm terrible. So with we'll that. go over.
0: I'll go over this. I'll, I'll I'll say how much I make, right? Because I feel like I make a significant amount of money compared to a lot of other PhD students in this country. He does. He's a broke ass hater.
1: I'm broke as fuck. Help me out. <laughs>
0: If you'd like to donate $5 to buy us a coffee. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but really, you can always just send us money. You know, we'll put our Venmo in the the show
1: notes.
0: (laughs) No, for all. Okay, so what I make. My program pays very well. I'm in an immunology program. Uh, Our base pay is $33,000. $33,000. And then once you qualify, after... Your second ish year, you get a $2,000 raise. So everyone basically makes $35,000. You can make an extra amount if you're a diversity student if, when you apply to our program, the program nominates you for this fellowship. It's called, I, I won't say, I don't know if we're allowed to say the name, so I'll just call it, you know, XYZ Fellowship. This XYZ Fellowship grants you $5,000 for five years. So I have that. That equates to $40,000 per year. That's how much I make right now. Now, and then, and then I got an NIH F31 award. And my program has a promise that if you get a professional grant, such as NIH, NSF, whatever, They will give you an additional $2,000 raise. So, because of that raise, because of the Yates, I make $42,000. And with the cost of living currently where we live, it's pretty cushy.
1: Yeah. And if you're just a broke boy like I am and are just skating by this PhD, Mm -hmm. if you're just skating by this PhD like I am,
0: super (laughs) broke,
1: then you will get a base pay of you'll get a base pay of 29,500 which is the uh limit in my program in engineering but uh if you're also diversity like I am then you can apply for XYZ fellowship and get that amount which is also 5k so I pretty much make 34 right now which where we live is very nice and also Their standard of living living increases when you live with a roommate or your significant other. We live in a pretty nice place, and it's not bad. We're able to have everything we want, really.
0: Yep. We live in a two-bedroom apartment on the east side, which in most cities is the better side. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, and it was like newly renovated, new appliances, everything. And it's still a really good price, plus we have pets that we pay for, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, I don't feel like I really need to budget. Also, because I came into graduate school with debt, so I was like, you know, once I get, like, a big girl job, I'll pay off the debt anyway, so, like, really, who cares? But since also getting that raise from my NIH grant, I've also been able to pay off almost all of my debt. So, you know it depends on how you spend your money. But the way that you spend your money is important, right? So like with your PhD stipend, based on where you end up living, you're going to need to calculate how much money it's going to cost for you to live, including rent, utilities, whatever extras, including if you have a pet, like how much pet food you need per month, whatever. Then that amount per month is going to go to all of that stuff. Everything else, you do what you will with you. You do what you will with it, right? Like, use it to save, or use it to go out, which is what I do, or use it to buy shit that you think that you need, which is also what I do. Yep. Alcohol, which is per, also what I do.
1: Per the seven <laughs> Amazon packages that I have to look for when I come home.
0: Whatever you love that I buy shit for the house.
1: I do. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> then you don't have to think about. You make it. the
1: money. You better buy. <laughs>
0: I'm the sugar mama.
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I'm definitely a sugar baby.
0: So, in conclusion, budget if you want, if you can. But yeah, it's possible.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I just don't give a fuck about budgets.
1: Next question.
0: Next question. Okay, how do you support each other through school? How do you navigate your relationship as academics? Oh. Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean... I feel supported by you. Do you feel supported by me?
0: Yes, but how? Tell them how.
1: How? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is it that bad? I just gotta think. <laughs> Which on Do two, I
0: give enough support?
1: On two lime, lime margaritas is hard. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean... I definitely feel supported by you. I... For me... I think it's coming home, and then you're here, and we're able to talk about our days and whether it was shitty or if it was good, and I, th- I really love that you are all ears when I want to talk about something that is really supportive to me, and Aww. I don't know, just just being there, just being a friend, I guess. You're my companion, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, when we when we didn't live together, I really appreciated the time that you took to spend time. Because we all know that PhD's is going to, you know, we're going to be busy a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciated that even when I had stuff to do, you would be willing to hang out with me while I worked on stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, I spent many a night in the flow cytometry room.
0: Yeah, he has. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's things like that. You know, like, I, I honestly, I really love that. That was, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that.
1: I'm bringing you Chipotle at 1130 because it closes at 11. Mm-hmm. And you needed some dinner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's support.
0: Yeah. Just small things like that that really add up. And especially the understanding that one person is busy and, and especially understanding that if one or the other person has a deadline approaching and they're acting a little nippy or easily irritated, don't bite back because you're like, hey, why are you distracting me? You, you can, you know, be understanding in the fact that they are stressed at this point in time. And I, I feel like we both do that to each other. And I'm like, okay, you know, I understand that you're stressed. Like, I'm not going to take disrespect, but right now I'm not going to push you because it's just, it's not going to get anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm yeah yeah so pretty pretty much summary is be conscientious of your partner and their needs and whatever they're going through yeah be a good partner
0: yeah that was a that was a short question but yeah
1: yeah next one
0: next question how do you deal slash cope with mental health problems during your studies Like, OCD, PTSD, MDD?
1: Oh, well, I can't answer this one.
0: Yeah, I'm the mentally ill one. He's a normie. This might come up in every fucking episode, maybe, because it's come up in the first one. Yeah. And now it's come up again. Super normie. The trend. (sighs) Whatever. I have issues how do I deal, cope with mental health problems? First of all, I didn't even start dealing with my mental health problems until graduate school. So like I was in denial as fuck until graduate school. And then graduate school happened. And then, you know, things were overwhelming and I was by myself for the first time and it all just sort of accumulated into one big problem. It's like, oh shit. I'm,
1: it didn't help that the pandemic hit, too, and everybody had to be... That's scared. that.
0: I think that's really what it was. So the pandemic hit, and then I was home for three months. And uh, at the risk of knowing they might hear this, uh, my triggers come from there. Yeah. So, like, imagine being triggered basically every day, all day for three months because you're back home instead of... And be, But you know what? The alternative was me being here in Cincinnati by myself all all day, every day. So, like, did I really want that? No. Especially because you weren't even here yet. Like, I didn't have really friends. Yeah. And the friends that I did have were upper, at that time, were upperclassmen. So, they, like, had shit that they had to deal with in lab. And I didn't. I was rotating. I was rotating. So, I was like... um. But anyways, back to the question. So yeah, so I didn't even really face my problems until then. But how I cope with it now is, first, therapy and medication. Um, Honesty. Like, I hated the fact that I had to tell my PI, professors, director, whatever. I hated the fact that I had to tell them. But it was super necessary because, you know, like, the the okay the reason okay I'll be honest the reason that I had to face my mental health problems was because I literally tried to commit suicide. And then they were like you have depression and I was like yeah that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um and again that was not the result of graduate school just to be clear. Yeah. So how I cope with it now is being honest especially when I'm not feeling good. If I'm not feeling well, definitely taking the days off. Like, honestly, when I don't feel mentally well, I honestly don't say anything to anybody. I just don't come in. That's probably not the best course of action. You should probably tell your PI when you're not coming in, especially yeah. if they're more micromanaging.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But <laughs> but I just don't come in sometimes. But that doesn't mean I'm not working. Like, I luckily am able to have desk work that I can do from home. So, the, yeah. Honesty, what else
1: so next part okay, the not
0: question. just okay, but not just honesty with the people you work with, also honesty with yourself, like don't try and fucking push, I mean, and I do this a lot still,' because it's so hard to stop doing, but don't push yourself past your limit, like recognize when you need to take a fucking break, you know, because that leads to worse outcomes,
1: yeah. So I guess in summary, you would say: identify the problem, treat the problem, and what else?
0: Therapy, medication, medication, if you're willing.
1: Take medication. Honesty. That
0: works. Honesty to the people you want to be honest to.
1: Honesty to the loved ones. Yes. Shout out the homies.
0: What else?
1: How else do and just get through this motherfucker. We love you, and you should definitely be alive. F-
0: find, people that, uh, find people that are also mentally ill that you can complain with. Absolutely. That's, that's the last main one. For sure, for sure, you need that. Community. For sure, for sure, you need that. Take care of yourself. Yeah.
1: Next question.
0: That way you could also joke about it, too. Anyways, next question. As scientists and graduate students, we understand that life gets hard sometimes and that we may need a little help. I know that I do. That's why we've partnered with BetterHelp, an online platform that makes professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient, so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime and anywhere. BetterHelp offers access to licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists, marriage and family therapists, clinical social workers, and board-licensed professional counselors. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash triple T-D. That's betterhelp.com T-T-T-D. Stop waiting and get the help that you need today. What keeps you motivated to keep going? Okay, first, I'm going to start off because I, I, I feel like I get this question asked a lot. And if there's anything that I learned about motivation is that that's not what keeps you going. Absolutely, Absolutely not. It's not what it's keeps, not you keeps you going. It's not. Because there, will, because there will, be, um, there's this like, I don't know how, how, I don't know why the fuck, but like, there's this, this thing of like, you have to be motivated all the time. You have to be motivated all the time. And that's why people do th- the things that they do. But that's just so not true.
1: That's the fucking image that everybody puts off, but it's not reality.
0: It's not true. There will for sure be times where you're not motivated. Bro, what are, kicks in is the discipline.
1: Bro, there are days there where you wake up and you don't want to go to fucking work. You don't want to think about your fucking project because you're, you've been thinking about it for the past four weeks and yeah. shit hasn't been working and now you have to think about it some more to solve it. The thing you have to do is commit yourself to making a little bit of progress every single day.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. And
1: that level of discipline and disciplining yourself to go into work, do that experiment, even if it doesn't work, at least you learned what didn't work. And just trying something every single day or reading something Mm -hmm. new even is effort. So doing something that's going to get you that much closer to your doctorate is what you should be doing. And you shouldn't be relying on motivation to get you through it.
0: Yeah. If you think that you need to be motivated 100% of the time, you're going to be depressed because you're going to just feel so guilty when you don't feel motivated. Yeah. And it's going to eat you alive. And the, the truth is, is nobody feels motivated 100% of the time.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. Life is life. Yep. Shit hits you like a ton of bricks.
0: Yeah. That was a quick one, man. That's what it is. You don't need motivation. You need discipline.
1: Absolutely. Next question.
0: But what keeps me motivated?
1: What keeps you motivated? <laughs> keeps you motivated?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, but what? But when you are motivated, what it? What is it?
1: The so I just like sit back. I sit in my chair, and then I just put picture somebody else saying, "Doctor DeSantos, Santos, what should we do?"
0: Not next? the doctor
1: title. What should we do next, Doctor? And I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, oh Doctor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I gotta say, having the doctor title is, would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, For me, it's the sense of, I feel like if I quit, I'd be letting my family down. Even though I'm pretty sure they probably wouldn't think I'm a failure. Because I think they, they think that I've gotten pretty far as it is.
1: You're a whole biochemist.
0: Ew. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I did my undergrad in biochem, but.
1: Ew. Ew.
0: Ew. Ew, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish we got that on camera. That sucks. Okay. Our camera died, guys, so
1: Yeah. Um, Anyways, let us move on.
0: Yeah. Doc okay, doc okay, but for real, not for real. Doctor title and what else? Like what really? I mean what keeps the passion there?
1: What keeps the motivation is you have to enjoy it, you have to like what you know, you're know you doing, it's, at least for me, it's, like, the complexity of it, and the challenge is definitely what keeps me motivated, you know, getting through those tough times, and then looking back and saying, oh, shit, yeah, I did that, you know, I made that happen, that is motivation, like, looking at the end of it, is what I'm saying, and I, don't, I don't know, day to day, it's like, it, vary, it varies. Sometimes I really want to go to work, and I really want to do this certain experiment that I think is going to work, and I'm excited about it, and some days I'm not. And I'm like, I gotta figure it out.
0: I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like motiv- motivation for me really works. So like, I don't feel like I, I feel like, I don't feel like I have a motivator. I think that's because of my mental illnesses, though. So, I guess we can move on to the next question. Sorry if we didn't answer that, but you can ask again later and maybe we'll have a different answer. (laughs) Yeah,
1: off of a different drink.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next question. What do you do when you feel overwhelmed?
1: When I'm overwhelmed, I love to do fucking nothing. And just, like, veg out and just watch YouTube. And, like, wherever YouTube takes me, I'll go. That's for me. That makes me feel good.
0: That does not make me feel good when I'm overwhelmed.
1: (laughs) That gives me
0: anxiety when I'm overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, you do. What do you like to do when you're overwhelmed? Sleep. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And I think but it's unintentional. The sleep is unintentional when I'm overwhelmed. I'll just like, dude, I need a little bit more sleep. But what I also do when I'm overwhelmed is plan. Mm-hmm. Plan and reprioritize. And I this is I've done I started I've started doing this with the help of my therapist, shadow therapy. Mm-hmm. What I learned was when you're overwhelmed, do reprioritize. Like right, what is the what, are the what are the things that are making you overwhelmed? Reprioritize what can you get done now, what can what can be later? And that includes everything that is in the in your head. If you have, oh, I need to wash the dishes. If you have in, a, in, a, in addition to everything that you have to do at work, if you also have, ugh, oh, dishes, ugh, oh, laundry, ugh, oh, this, ugh, oh, that, ugh, oh, that in the back of your mind, write every, all of that down on a piece of paper. Prioritize what needs to get done now. And be realistic. I know, look, trust me, I know you're going to be like, well, everything needs to get done now. And I'm like, yeah, it does. But really, it doesn't. Yeah. Your brain is telling you it does, but it doesn't. The things that have a deadline, do those first. Everything else can fuck off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, I I don't know. I'm okay with doing the things in the background. I mean, it's a learning process. So yeah, yeah it's, you You got to get into these habits. I'm able to get into these habits a little easier than you are. But, um, yeah, I just form these habits of doing my regular chores regularly. And... You know, when I'm overwhelmed from work, it works best for me when I just unplug and I stop thinking about it because I'm the, my thought process is that I'm confident in my ability to tackle this problem when I'm in a better head state. And so that's usually in the morning for me. So I'll go and look at that problem. That's really stressing me out.
0: Yeah. Normies tend to be morning persons.
1: (laughs) Anyways, we should move on.
0: Alright, last question! Woo-woo! Alright. Do you find it hard to turn off from work when you're both scientists?
1: Like how we interact together?
0: I guess so. I mean, we could interpret that however we want.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't know. The science brain is always there. And it's always thinking about some shit. Remember that avocado mayo? Yeah. Yeah. That
0: really bothered me. <laughs>
1: I was talking to Angela about some theories I had on why avocado mayo. Okay,
0: back it up first. (laughs) We we got we had an avocado oil mayo, and it was fine. It was fine, and then it sat longer in the fridge after a couple uses, and then it got really rigid. And then towards the end, towards the end of the bottle, it was like really clumpy and like it separated. Super clumpy. Yeah. And so I was like, I wonder why that is. And he.
1: And so, of course, any proper engineer would Google the fatty acid chain structure between Hellman's mayo and avocado oil mayo. And the structures are very different, which makes it a different And there's behavior. me, a
0: biochemist, trying to avoid all biochemistry at all costs.
1: Oh, biochemistry is cool.
0: Fuck biochemistry. Why do you think I'm doing immunology? Biology is so much better.
1: Damn. I shouldn't have done it. Biology
0: is so much better.
1: No, biology is not better. Yes, it is. I disagree wholeheartedly. You're an engineer. Yeah.
0: You're so normie, though, so I'll take it with a grain of salt.
1: (laughs) There's so much constraints (laughs) to biology. You have to stay at 37C. You have to stay within this pH.
0: You know what that means? You just can't handle it. You just just can't handle all the parameters that we have to consider. I'm saying
1: you're limiting the engineering possibilities.
0: No, we ain't. We are thinking of all the possibilities. We have so many parameters to consider. Cell types, cytokines, proteins, all this receptors, all this bullshit that we have to consider. <laughs> and you guys are considering what?
1: <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I, that, that's my gag reflex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't just have margarita. You had haterade.
1: I got to pee because of the hate read.
0: God. <laughs> Your bathroom schedule dictates our life.
1: Anyways. Let's wrap this up because I have to pee.
0: So what was the question again?
1: I don't remember. Uh,
0: oh, I'm like, do, do we find it oh, hard to unplug because we're scientists? Yes, yes. So, okay. So that happened. So he can't unplug from being a scientist. I certainly can because there are things I'm like, yeah, I could look that up and I'd probably understand. I just don't give a fuck. Mm. And he's like, let me let me dig into this.
1: I got, I got to answer my own questions.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not like that. I definitely come home and I'm like, I don't want to see anything until I go back to work.
1: I like thinking about the world. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: I think about the world, too, in some cases. But, like, not for everything.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll we'll forever be in the state where... I'm telling you something you don't care about. And then you just, like, nod. Non-wave. Non-wave, boys. Non-wave.
0: I guess so. So I guess the the answer is, it depends.
1: (laughs) It's complicated.
0: It is. Anyways, if you like this podcast, please leave us a review so other people can find us. If you're looking for us, you can visit trip to the doctors that's doctors spelled d-r-s we're also on instagram and tiktok at trip to the doctors podcast
1: follow us rate us give us a review tell us how you feel and thank you